A dangerous chess game in Ukraine today, Friday, April 25th. This is The World. I'm Marco Werman. With Russia seemingly poised to intervene, the rhetoric heats up in what is already a very tense Ukraine, and the leadership in Kiev is struggling to contain it all. They're fighting five-alarm fires all over the place. Plus, British artist Ralph Steadman is famous for his work with gonzo journalist Hunter S. Thompson, a frequent Steadman target, Richard Nixon. I've drawn a melting portrait of Nixon. I've done him himself as a Christ figure. I've drawn him as, as every conceivable manifestation of man's imagination. Fear and loathing on the drawing board, plus 3D glasses for praying mantises. Not a joke. Stick around and find out what that's all about. Ahead on the world. Support for PRI's The World comes from Medtronic, searching for runners who benefit from medical technology to run in the Medtronic Twin Cities Marathon or Medtronic 10-mile run. Application and information available at medtronic.com slash globalheroes. I'm Marco Werman. This is The World. I know that Russia and Ukraine boast some of the best chess players in the world, but right now Ukraine's interim government seems to be playing a very dangerous game of political chess. On the one hand, the government in Kiev is on the attack, vowing to push pro-Russia militants out of occupied government buildings in the east, but so far its moves have failed. And Russia appears more and more ready to make an attacking move of its own, raising concerns that the Russian military may be preparing to invade Ukraine. That's what officials in Kiev are warning anyway. The BBC's David Stern is in Kiev, where tensions are high. Well, it's been another day of actions and reactions in Ukraine. Um, we've been hearing a lot from various capitals, in fact, and from the Russians, from the Americans, and also from the Ukrainians. The Ukrainian Prime Minister, Arseniy Yatsenyuk, has said that the Russians want to start World War III. And in fact, what their main goal is, at least with Ukraine in mind, is to occupy Ukraine militarily and politically, he said. So it, at least the war of words seems to be he- heating up. Um, and we also have a number of incidents as well that have been taking place again in the east of the country. So just on that comment that, uh, from uh, Prime Minister Yatsenyuk that uh, Russia wants to start World War III, if you had to parse that out, are those fighting words or words designed to evoke more sympathy for Ukraine? Well, good question. Obviously, one shouldn't use the World War III comparison lightly. If he is doing it as fighting words, then the question is then, well, what are you going to do about it? The Ukrainians seem to be in the less good position or the worst position vis-a-vis the Russians. Um, They say they will put up a fight, but uh, many people doubt that. Are they trying to uh, evoke sympathy? Well, that may be it, or or say bring people more to their side. I also think it may just be a reflection of the pressure that this government seems to be coming under. They feel it from all sides, and they say that this is happening because because the Russians are orchestrating this. Right. And is that kind of language also amping up the war drums among the public in Kiev? I mean, like the pro-unity demonstrators in the Maidan, are they still there? What's keeping them there? Well, they're still there, but they're not there because of the uh, the war footing, so to speak, um, or at least not in, entirely because of that. They say they need to be there to keep an eye on the government. So you can't really call them pro-government supporters, even though obviously the uh, the government that well that they were more or less backing came to power. The feeling in Kiev is one of, I guess you could say, low tension, or it's one of tension that, but you don't notice it until you start talking to people. Life goes on. People are going to work. Uh, look out the window, and it's an, a typical 
day in Kiev. But when you talk to people and all you do is need to bring up the question of the East or Russia or the government and suddenly you're, uh, you're overcome with a tsunami of words. People are very worried, um, very conscious of this, and they're very conscious that this could be an all-out war. So who would you say is in control of Ukraine right now? Well, at different times, different people and in different spots. For the most part, the government is in control of Ukraine. They do dominate or they do control, um, and they do have the loyalty of the, uh, of the local, uh, local bodies throughout the majority of the country. But there are parts of Ukraine that are slipping out of their control or are in the, under the control of these uh, pro-Russian militants, gunmen, and activists, namely in the region of Donetsk, and that's a very significant region uh, in the east of the country. And given the many pressures on the government in Kiev, what is its main priority? Do they even know? Well, they have a number of priorities. They're fighting five alarm fires all over the place. Uh, their main priority, it seems at the moment...